Good morning, everyone. It is Friday the 13th, and I'm wishing you the best. It's not an easy Friday the 13th. I keep getting all these messages popping up about how Obamacare is being killed off and how it's going to affect us, and I'm really sad for people who are going to be negatively impacted by the lack of health care. I just had a, a food poisoning experience, and believe me, I would not have gone to the hospital at all if I weren't in so much agony. I could barely stand, I had trouble breathing, and I had no way to the hospital. And normally, when I feel horrible, like horrible enough to be scared, I will walk to the hospital if I can. And I've, I've done it, I've walked home from the hospital after being seen. Uh, it's Going to the hospital is not a common thing for me, but I, I guess the combination of just getting older and problems just being worse, like tooth problems and that kind of thing, when you're in agony, you have to get that taken care of. So I ended up having to call an ambulance, and that was the only way I could get um, to the hospital. You know, I, I like I said, I I couldn't barely function. And I thought about the cost. I thought about the cost of the ambulance. I, you know, while I'm in the ambulance, before we even moved, they were taking my insurance information and my social security number and all that stuff. They, they want that money right off the bat. And I'm laying there in agony moaning, trying to get my insurance card out of my bag. You know, it's, it's sad, but that's how things operate. And now it's gonna be worse for the people who have even less than I do. So it's Friday. You know what that means on Snapchat. Follow Friday is always fun. You get to meet new people, see what's going on on Snapchat. There are several people that I follow religiously, but there's one person who I want to point out to you. I really like this person because he is down to earth, he is funny, and he just does regular old things that the rest of us do, but he, he just makes them fun somehow. He's also uh, somewhat adventurous. Uh, he loves drones, so he'll take us out when he does his drone flying. He shows us footage from the drones, which I love. He's also a DJ, so we get to see behind the scenes and the life of a DJ, the nomadic life of the DJ entrepreneur. And uh, he loves to go to different restaurants and stuff. We just get to see um, him and his friends, he introduces us to his friends and he and his sidekick will go out and, and show us um, a new place. So anyway, I just like him. He's friendly, uh, funny. His name is DJ B. Wells. DJ B-W-E-L-L-Z. I will add him to the comments as well as a link to the Snap Days directory so you can find more people like DJ Wells. I call him DJ Wells and um, events where you can find even more people. 
A lot of people talk about repurposing their videos on YouTube or their live streams for podcasting. Well, you can do the same thing with Snapchat. Now, people do take their Snapchat videos and repurpose them on Instagram, and I've also seen a few on Facebook, and you can play them on Twitter as well. And using them for a podcast, well, I'm not sure that I've heard that as much, but I did it today and uh, worked just fine. There are some things you will need to do. So the first thing you're going to need is the audio. What I did was I downloaded the audio. Um, All you have to do is swipe to the left while you're in Snapchat as if you were going to watch all the stories. Your story is going to be on top and there's a down arrow. You can use the down arrow to download the entire Snapchat history that you've got going on for the past 24 hours. Or you can look at the elements making up your story and just download individually the snaps that you want to include. After you've downloaded the videos that you want, you can go to your photo gallery, and I'm referring to iOS, but it's going to be similar on different operating systems. So you're going to see your video or your several videos, and you can play them and extract the video by just recording it in the background if you wanted to. But what I did was I just used uh, a program called My MP3 Converter. And basically, I downloaded everything from my Snapchat story, and then I used my photo gallery editor to edit out what I didn't want. So all the leading and trailing videos or snaps that I didn't want included, I just trimmed out. So I had one block of video, which was my story, and uh, I extracted the audio from that story using the free app My MP3 Converter. After I downloaded that long block of audio, I imported it into GarageBand, and I think GarageBand is free now, isn't it? Uh, I kind of remember having to buy it back in the day for like five bucks or something. But GarageBand allowed me to edit out portions of the video that I did not want. You can do the same thing with iMovie if you have iMovie. And either one is fine. They, they work just as easily. And what you do is you just splice um, or, you know, just split the sections of audio that you don't want, delete them. And then when you're done, just play the whole thing, make sure it you know, you have what you want. And one thing that I did was I paid attention to how much of what I was saying was translatable to audio only. This was a a Snapchat story, so there are things that the audience could see that my listeners can't see. They can use their imagination. But when I made the Snapchat video, I did try to keep in mind that I was going to turn this also into a podcast. So there's probably a couple of things I said on the Snapchat side that maybe listeners thought was a little odd or obvious, and probably a couple of things on the uh, podcast side that might be a little odd, but but it worked out for the most part. And after I had the audio edited the way I wanted it, I used another app (laughs) to upload it, and that was, of course, the the Clipper, the anchor.fm slash Clipper, 
website. Now that includes more apps. So I saved my app. I upload, or sorry, I uploaded my my um, my audio file, which is an M4A. So after my MP3 converts it, it's an it's an M4A file, and I uploaded that to a folder that I have on my Google Drive, and then I logged into the Anchor FM Clipper, and I imported that M4A file from Google Drive, and I added the background track, and then I pushed it over to my World Harmony account, where my story is. So it worked out pretty well. It took a while. Um, I don't know if there was a problem going on with the clipper, or if it was the size of the file that made it slow, but I definitely had uh, to wait, and I had to do it a couple of times as well. Uh, In the future, I might split the audio in half, uh, but it was a total of four minutes or so that I ended up importing into my podcast on World Harmony. So that's what I did today. So Snapchat is fine for extracting the audio just like you would with any other video. And there's no reason why you can't make Snapchat stories with podcasting in mind. I'm going to play a segment from that podcast next, and it was from the World Harmony Project, uh, my discussion about using the AeroPress coffee brewer. All right, so if you're actually watching my Snapchat story, um, and I'll add the link to my Snapchat account if you aren't um, one of my friends on there, but you'll see I left out some stuff (laughs) on purpose. It actually made the Snapchat story a little funnier. (laughs) But um, I left them out because it was too visual and it wouldn't have made sense to add to the audio podcast. But, uh, you know, you you finesse it after a while. I think you develop a skill in translating your video into audio. And you can kind of tell if you listen back, if if you can't picture what the person's talking about or you need that picture to understand, then it's probably best to either take it out of your podcast or make sure that you precede your um, podcast with an explanation of what's happening. And that'll make it easier for your listeners to envision what's happening. Time for the echoes. Tim makes some good points about Snapchat and why it persists, and I'm going to add to that because a couple of days ago, I posted the question on my Snapchat account, why do you use Snapchat? And these are the responses that I got. This is from a friend in Norway. She said, I get to see the world from everyone else's snaps. They're like a window into their world. When I see you, I see your world. Someone else said it's the most interactive social media platform. Another said to meet people from everywhere and to offer help when I can. Someone responded because I love the community. Another comment says engaging the community. This person says I snap for fun and community. I try to keep up with new friends I've met on Snap. Another one says creating a community of like-minded people on a deep level. Here's one that says, for fun. 
another person who I think he's a maybe a physician um, he says to teach about the human body and what it can do he said a lot more than that but basically he's interested in um, illness and health and he snaps about that and he interacts with people around those topics on snapchat and the last one I have for now is so I have a friend to have coffee with in every place in the world as you guys know, the Snap Days directory is full of events that people have created so that we can come together in community and have fun and meet each other. And so I love taking part in those events, and that's why I created that directory. And I see the same thing happening here with fun people creating events for us to take part in. And I'm so grateful, and I love it. So I am taking part in Jennifer's Music Challenge. And the song that I am submitting, I might submit more than one, but this one is a, I, I just like it. I like it a lot. It's by Ingrid Michaelson, I think, and it's called Girls Chase Boys. Snapchat has influencers, so to speak, the same way that YouTube and Instagram and, and Twitter have influencers. But what is an influencer? Well, the influencer field, <laughs> those who consider themselves to be influencers and who are called influencers by the social media platforms they're on, I, I see them as marketing people, really. They're either selling themselves or they're acting or you know, advertising on behalf of somebody else. And the problem that I see with the so-called influencers is that they use the term influencer in a way that makes them appear to be better than other people. And that's what bugs me. Uh, I, I have a lot of people on my Snapchat feed who I consider to be influencers, either because they know how to build community and they help maintain that community or because they are teaching or helping people in some way and continue to do so and they influence their communities in the same way. The problem with the term influencer is that it seems to apply to people who reach a certain amount of notoriety. I don't know what that magic number is. I don't know if it has to do with earnings or reach, but it seems that the people who aren't famous but have more so-called influence on people are less respected because they don't have fame and, and fortune. I'm going to guess that a lot of the influencers don't live the high life that they pretend to live. I think it's a lot of running around and chasing conferences and trying to stay on top you know, of everybody's tongue. And that's not an easy life to live, but if you want to be famous, you've got to run around and, and be at everybody's beck and call. I think the influencers that I respect the most are those that I, first of all, wouldn't call an influencer just because I think the word has become corrupted and you know, as a brand or something. But I, I refer to the people on my list who would be influencers as people I respect more because they're in it for the community. They really want to see benefits. 
They want to see people learning and cooperating and, and, you know, maintaining building and maintaining community. They're authentic. They're genuine. They're, you can communicate with them. They respond to you. They remember that they're no better than the people that they're interacting with. They're one of the community. What I notice a lot about the so-called influencers, the ones who call themselves influencers, the ones that I guess platforms are calling their influencers, I've noticed that they usually have a list of things that you're supposed to do. So in order to be like me, you should, you know, use this, this kind of vocabulary. You should target these kind of people. You should act this way towards people who respond to you. You should post this many times, you know, on this type of schedule. You should never do this and never do that. So they always give you a list of things to do to be like them. And then after a while, I'm wondering, what is it that they do? Because it's sort of like those MLM marketing schemes where the scheme is to tell you how to make a lot of money at MLM and then you influence a lot of other people about how to make a lot of money in MLM and it's like after a while it's like what are you actually selling because you never actually get to the selling you're making your money talking about the selling and talking about how to make a lot of money I'm not saying all um, MLM schemes or whatever word you want to use do that but there were definitely some that made their money talk about how to make money and you can still see those out there today and I feel like some of these influencers are doing the same thing they're all about how to be influencers but you what are you getting from these influencers so some of the influencers aren't really doing a whole lot and I've noticed a lot of them don't even practice what they preach if you respond to them, they don't respond back to you. If you say something to them and they do say something back, it might be like one word a long time later, like, yay, great. To me, that's not being an influencer. What does that have to do with the news, you may ask? Well, I was reading about influencers on Snapchat who are in their 20s and younger, making tons of money. And what they're doing basically is shilling for companies. So uh, they talked about this article I was reading, talked about how Snapchat has a, a program called Fanbytes, F-A-N, like your audience, your fan base, and Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, one word, Fanbytes. And it's for people who are under 21. And these people are people like um, uh, those who make uh, fashion statements, eye makeup tutorials, face makeup. Obviously, they are connected with companies like Clairol and Maybelline and whoever. And they show those products and act as a spokesperson. And they, you know, use those products when they do their makeup. And, when, and whoever makes their clothes, they wear those clothes. And basically, they're advertisers. Um, they have other influencers, though, who are not showing in that way. In fact, I'm not sure how they make their money. Um, I'd be interested in learning a little bit more. They've got one guy who's 20 years old whose topic is marijuana. And some of the stuff he talks about is slightly unsavory, like, you know, how to score, you know, marijuana and whatever, you know. Obviously, he's going to have a fan base of people who like to smoke weed. And that's, um, that's how he earns his money. There's... Uh, other people who 
um, do video games and they make money that way because they're maybe telling how to play the game or, you know, showing their scores and how they did it. So tips and tricks and things like that. But, you know, it, it seems, it, I mean, it, it seems like a good way to make money, but think of how much money these people are making. They're making, they can make $100,000 in a year for what these articles are saying. So imagine being, you know, a 12-year-old and you're wealthy beyond your understanding and your parents are just, you know, I mean, how is a parent going to make the best decision on behalf of a child, you know, when it comes to earning money, especially if that family needs the money? And are these children being influenced at too early an age by manufacturers and marketers and and all that, you know, when they are working for them, but not understanding themselves as as working for these companies. I don't know. I, I think if you call somebody an influencer, you're changing their perspective on what they do. So I wonder if they truly understand how they're being used by these manufacturers and how easily they could lose it all. If somebody more, you know, popular shows up, somebody who's cuter, or who reaches a, a different demographic that the manufacturer wants or the, the company wants. Just throwing out some thoughts there on the youngest of our, our uh, money makers out there. I worry about young children who are pushed by adults on social media. I just think sometimes adults don't have the right focus in mind. They want the best for their children, but I don't think they think about the future. I remember when DJ Khaled really blew up on Snapchat and everybody and their mother was repeating what he was saying. You know, the major key, some people still copy that, major key, and then they give whatever their, you know, advice is. And there were kids being pushed by their parents to be a little, you know, mini DJ Khaled. And these kids are just repeating, you know, these mantras about marketing and branding and the hustle, the hustle, the hustle. Kids who don't even know what it's like to have to hustle because they don't pay bills. They don't have responsibilities weighing on them. All they have to do is go to school, get those grades, you know, and they don't have to worry about the electricity going off at night or caring for children or you know, any of those responsibilities. So I don't think it's right to push a child into doing adult things when they don't have any real life experience to draw on. All they're doing is parroting the adult. Let those kids be kids. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But yours. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to Snap Days Radio today. I hope I will catch you guys tomorrow.